0: Hello, Indiana 4-H, and welcome to the 4th H. The 4th H is a healthy living podcast series that aims to bring a renewed energy and focus to the 4th H in Indiana 4-H. My name is Angie Frost, and I am a 4-H extension specialist with Purdue University and a registered dietitian. The 4th H podcasts provide us an opportunity to discuss various aspects of nutrition, physical activity, and social-emotional health. So, as we pledge our health to better living... Let's get started. Summer is a time for relaxation, fun, and spending time with family and good friends. It's also a time when we celebrate with fireworks on the 4th of July, have cookouts, and sit around the campfire. As enjoyable as these simple pleasures are, they can also be accidents waiting to happen if we don't understand the personal safety dangers associated with each. So today I'm joined by Brian Alkire. Brian is the Assistant Chief of Fire Prevention with the Lafayette Fire Department in Lafayette, Indiana. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brian. Please tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I've been a firefighter for 25 years. I've been with the Lafayette Fire Department for 18 years. The last two years I've been serving as the Assistant Chief of Fire Prevention. My duties include overseeing code enforcement and commercial multifamily structures, fire investigations of an unknown origin and public education to both children and adults. I'm a former 10 year member of 4-H and I currently have a daughter completing her ninth year and a stepson completing his fourth year in 4-H. I attended Purdue University, where I studied sociology and physiology prior to being a firefighter. In my spare time, I enjoy hiking with my family and our two
0: dogs. Yeah, you have two very big dogs, too, I see, <laughs> yeah. in, in pictures and stuff. So that's that's wonderful, and it's always really great to have a 4-H alum come back and share their expertise with us. Um, so welcome today, We're going to have a really great podcast today sharing some information with our listeners about summer fire safety tips. Why don't we start by talking about fireworks? So I recently saw some fireworks for sale at the store, and I've also heard them going off in my neighborhood. So um, what can you tell us about any regulations that there might be about setting off fireworks in the state of Indiana?
1: While fireworks are currently being sold around the state, Indiana does permit local communities to regulate the dates the fireworks are permitted to be set off, so you will want to check with your local communities.
0: Awesome. It, it is interesting to know that there's a state regulation and something that can be enforced within communities because I know some people are, are very nervous about fireworks and they have animals that are very nervous about fireworks. So to know that there are certain dates when fireworks can be set off can be very helpful for neighbors and, and uh, helping people understand when they're actually allowed to do that. So thank you for that. So if people decide that they want to use fireworks or commercial fireworks during the dates that when which it's allowed, are there some fireworks that are considered safer than others? I mean, sparklers seem pretty safe, right? I see little tiny kids waving sparklers around every year on the 4th of July.
1: No fireworks are safe. Injuries can happen unexpectedly every year due to fireworks. The Lafayette Fire Department encourages the public to attend A public fireworks display in place of setting off their own fireworks. The public displays are required to follow more stringent guidelines and the risk of injury to the public is greatly reduced. uh, Some think sparklers are safe for children, but many children are seen in the emergency room every year due to injuries involving sparklers. People don't realize that sparklers burn at roughly 1,200 degrees To give you an idea how hot that is, glass melts at 900 degrees.
0: That is such an incredible statistic. I had absolutely no idea that sparklers get that hot. So as we can see, very serious burns can happen from those. So um, I would have to agree that fireworks displays should really be left up to the professionals. If people are still interested in having fireworks at their own home, what information should they know in order to keep themselves and their children and other guests safe?
1: Well, those who are gonna use consumer fireworks need to take some precautions to ensure everyone's safety. Precautions that can be taken include having a bucket of water or a hose available, uh, ensuring that the ground, that the fireworks are being set off is level and secure. Do not allow young children to play or ignite fireworks, and this includes sparklers. Other precautions to take are never place any body part directly over the, the firework device while lighting. Back up a safe distance immediately. Uh, never try to reignite or pick up fireworks that have not ignited fully. And finally, after fireworks complete their burning, douse the firework with plenty of water and place in a container that will not burn. Too often we find that the public think they have doused the firework enough and place it in the trash and hours later the fire department is called for a house fire caused by the discarded fireworks. If you set off consumer fireworks, they should be set off from an area that that you have permission to do so. Setting off fireworks from the public streets is not permitted. Uh, Fireworks that go into the air are not permitted to land on someone else's property without their permission. And if there's damage done to another property, you you could be held responsible.
0: So I can assume that those kind of damages could be grass fires, if it's really dry out, um, if fireworks land on someone's roof. Do house fires start that way sometimes? Absolutely.
1: We've had fires started from fireworks landing. So if
0: it's an especially dry season, um, you have to be really careful that you know where your fireworks are going when you shoot those off.
1: Correct. If uh, fireworks land in a gutter that somebody hasn't cleaned their gutter out, that's an easy area for uh, the fire to start.
0: Okay. And so then I would assume that if it can be proven where those fireworks came from, then that person can be held liable for those um, correct. The home fire damage. Yes, Ooh, that's, that's That's really, really good to know and, and maybe a reason that someone might decide not to shoot off their own fireworks this year. So, Let's hope so. Yeah, so thanks for sharing that. Okay, so that, that's very interesting to know that property damage can occur, but what should someone do if a personal injury occurs while they're lighting fireworks?
1: Well, if you're injured or burnt by a firework, you want to cool the injury with cool water or cool compress. That'll help alleviate the pain. And then if your clothes catch on fire, you want to stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop to the ground, cover your face with your hands, and roll back and forth until the fire's out. It's also recommended to anybody that's uh, burnt by a firework. To seek medical attention.
0: Absolutely, because there are varying degrees of burns. And when you get into the second and third degree burns, those can really become infected if they're not well taken care of. And um, and so definitely do call 911 or take someone to the emergency room as soon as possible to have that checked That's out. Great. Better safe than sorry, always. Why don't we shift gears a little bit from talking about fireworks and talk about another favorite pastime that we have in the summer, grilling. Lots of us like to cook outside in the summer for a variety of reasons. Uh, My personal favorites are that it keeps the house cool. There's very little cleanup, and the food just tastes amazing when you cook it outside. So what are some things that we should consider when we want to use an outdoor grill?
1: Precautions for outdoor grilling is not unlike those precautions that we should take while cooking in the kitchen. We need to ensure that children and pets are clear of the grill by at least three feet. We want to ensure that the grill is placed well away from the home deck railings and out from under eaves and under hanging trees. Ensuring that the grill is clean and removing any grease or fat will reduce the risk of the fire getting out of control.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important to know to move your grill out from the house or away from the deck railings. I had a cousin who melted the siding off of his house from not moving the grill out, um, and that was quite a lesson learned. Um, thankfully, their house didn't catch on fire, but the chances of that happening are, are quite high in that instance. So is there a difference in terms of safety between a gas and a charcoal grill? You know, what do we need to know about operating each one of these um, different grills safely?
1: There are some safety concerns that we need to wear, be aware of for both gas grills and charcoal grills. Gas grills use a flammable gas such as liquid profane or natural gas. Anytime that we are working with flammable gas there's a risk. With these types of grills we should be checking to ensure there are no leaks. This can be done with soap and water solution and spray bottle. You want to spray the soapy water on the connections and if there's a gas leak you will see bubbles form. Uh, take the ne- necessary actions to fix the leak or have the grill serviced. Uh, when lighting a gas grill always ensure the lid is open. If the flame goes out, turn off all the valves and wait a minimum of five minutes before reigniting.
0: So, when you talk about the soap and water solution in the spray bottle, you're saying to spray that soapy water on the on the the connection to the grill and to the bottle or wherever the, the gas is coming from. Is that
1: typically uh, once he, uh, at the start of the year you should do both connections, and then on a periodic basis. Spray the soapy water at the at the connection with the bottle to ensure that the, the bottle's not leaking.
0: So then when you see those bubbles, you know that you should turn everything off and then have it serviced. And, That's correct. And make sure that um, you're not using something that could potentially explode or catch on fire. Gas grills, I know, um, I think especially mentioning that the lid should be open is very important so that that gas doesn't build up in there. And as well as the waiting five minutes before reigniting, I hadn't even thought about that before. What's the rationale for that? Well,
1: the gas will sit in there and that five minutes allows the gas to dissipate and uh, lessen the risk.
0: So it it takes a while for that gas to dissipate, not just 30 seconds or a minute. Okay, great. That's really good to know because I, I don't know that I would have known that. I would have thought, oh, let me relight my grill because I need to get these burgers on or what have you. So, really good to know. Five minutes is minimum. So, please, please wait before you reignite your grill. So, what, what can you tell us about um, using a charcoal grill?
1: Well, charcoal grills should uh, pose a little bit different risk and that, that they are burning products that uh, produce carbon monoxide. Uh, carbon monoxide is a colorless, odorless, t- tasteless gas. They can be deadly. Uh, charcoal grills should be used in a well ventilated area. And then, if a lighter fluid is used, only use charcoal lighter fluid. Never add a charcoal f- fluid or any other flammable liquid to a fire that's already burning. A good alternative to the charcoal lighter fluid is a charcoal chimney starter. This allows a newspaper to be used to start the charcoal instead of a flammable f- liquid. And then when you're finished grilling, let the coals completely cool before disposing those coals into a metal container. Uh, many times the fire department has responded to fires that have resulted from hot charcoal being placed in trash bins.
0: Okay, so it's, it's a really good idea to make sure that all the coals are out before you put them into a container. And using a metal container will help um, alleviate some of those risks
1: right the the metal container will if you, you do have some hot embers left that 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 metal container will help contain any
0: great that's really good to know and and I like the idea of using the charcoal chimney starter instead of the uh, flammable liquid and I do think it's important to say don't add it after their flames already started, because I've seen lots of people have their grill going and think, well, this isn't going fast enough. And they squirt some more of that on there, and that can be really dangerous. Yeah, the
1: fire will actually trace itself back to the containers. Okay, so, so you could be it's holding a, a be bomb, involved. essentially. Yep.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that is absolutely really, really good information. I would not have thought about the fact that the fire could trail back up into the container that you're holding. So definitely don't be adding flammable liquids to a fire that already is burning. Okay, so um thanks again for sharing those important grilling safety tips. Um, so many of us grill multiple times a week, and we definitely want to people to enjoy cooking outside, but we also want them to do it as safely as possible so um, that information is going to be quite invaluable for our listeners as summer continues. Another really favorite pastime of ours is sitting around a campfire roasting marshmallows or hot dogs, and maybe just even listening to the crackling of the fire it 's very peaceful and People like to enjoy that during the summer. So what safety precautions should we take to prevent unexpected injuries when campfires are involved?
1: Some precautions to take in regard to campfires would be to ensure an adequate water supply is nearby in case the fire gets out of control, generally a a water hose. We want to make sure that the fire is a minimum of 25 feet away from any structure or anything that might burn. Uh, You want to clear away any dry leaves, sticks, low-hanging tree limbs or shrub. Avoid burning on windy, dry days, or if there's any area under any weather advisories, uh, uh, red flag warnings or anything like that. Uh, Watch children while the fire is burning. Children tend to be curious and drawn to the fire. Uh, You want to ensure that the children and pets stay clear and attend to the fire at all times. I never use gasoline or other flammable or combustible liquids on campfires. And a small kindling is all that's needed to start a fire. If you're using a hot dog or marshmallow sticks, use care to, that, to see that no one touches or is poked by the pointed end of the stick.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I think people oftentimes either think about the stick being pointy Or they think about it being hot because it was in the fire, but maybe not both of those things. So um, definitely supervising kids when they have um, those pointy objects is going to be really important so that they either don't get stuck or burnt. So when we are helping children, because we do want to be helping them to roast marshmallows or roast hot dogs, um, or even for just any of us, is there a safe distance that we should be away from the fire when we're trying to do that?
1: A safe distance is a minimum of three feet, you know. We don't want children to be running anywhere near the fire and be able to trip and fall. So a minimum of three feet is recommended.
0: Okay, so just like with grilling, you want to stay well away from, from the fire so that um, your clothes maybe don't catch on fire because you have, you know, big flowy clothes on or, or something of that nature. So it's good to know that we need to have extra long um, hot dog and marshmallow sticks in order to keep everybody safe. So three feet, make sure that you have that distance in order to be safe. I also think it's really important to note that when marshmallows catch on fire, that we shouldn't be waving the stick around to try to get the fire to go out. I remember the the movie Dennis the Menace from several years ago, and Dennis had a flaming marshmallow on the end of his stick, and he was waving it around to try to get the fire out, and the marshmallow flew off and stuck right in Mr. Wilson's forehead. And as funny as that seems when you're watching it on TV, it really is very serious and molten sugar products like that can cause very, very serious burn injuries. So make sure to not be waving around um, flaming marshmallows on your stick um, so that you can keep everybody, your pets, your guests, and your family safe. So are there... Any rules or regulations regarding campfires or other open burns or where they might be allowed?
1: There generally are regulations on campfires and open burning. Individuals should check with their local fire department to see if these activities are permitted. Many cities and towns do not allow this activity to take place within their jurisdiction. If the type of activity is permitted, then only clean, natural wood should be burnt, Uh, burning tires or items that have foam or plastic material is never permitted. These type of fires should take place in a non-combustible container that can get plenty of air to add to the complete burning process and reduce the production of smoke. Even if these types of fires are permitted, generally the smoke is if the smoke is causing a nuisance to your neighbors, you may be asked to extinguish the fire. A good rule of thumb would be always be a good neighbor.
0: That is absolutely true. I know the little town where I live in, there's been some trash burning recently, and there are many people who are very upset about that. Um, So several people have posted the ordinance about not burning and burning only natural, uh, clean natural wood, Um, but the message is just not quite getting there. So um, always be a good neighbor. Um, Know what you can burn, what kind of receptacle you should use, and if in doubt, check with your local fire department so thanks again brian really this information has been so so important to keep our listeners and um, the people that live in the state of indiana and anybody else who might be listening really safe uh, this summer while they're enjoying all the things that we really like to enjoy this summer so thank you again for sharing that information with us so what can you tell us about um, whether there are any fire safety training programs that are geared towards kids Like, are there fire departments? Um, Are there any other um, clubs or organizations that offer fire safety training where um, a parent could sign their child up to go and learn?
1: I would recommend that you contact your local fire department and see what activities they have available for your children. I know that the Tippecanoe County 4 H does offer a fire safety program as part of their. A fair program.
0: Okay, so it's a project that someone could sign up for and learn all about fire safety through Tippecanoe County 4 H.
1: It's a poster project.
0: Okay, awesome. So there may be other county 4 H programs that also offer that as well. So um, do check with your local fire department, but also check with your um, county extension educator to see if there is a project in fire safety that you could sign your kids up for. So that's really great information to know. So now it's time for a call to action. How can you practice good fire safety habits this summer? Leave the fireworks to professionals. Make sure you follow the grilling safety guidelines for your grill every time you use it and keep children and pets away from grills and campfires. If you are in an Indiana 4-H club or are a 4-H club leader in Indiana, consider incorporating fire safety training into your next club meeting or invite a local firefighter to attend a club meeting for additional fire safety training. If you are interested in additional fire safety resources, contact me at alfrost at purdue.edu for more information. And don't forget to visit our Indiana 4-H Facebook page and tell us how you plan to use fire safety rules to protect yourself and your family this summer. I hope you've been inspired to educate yourself, your family and your 4-H club about summer fire safety don't forget to pledge your health to better living by observing all fire safety rules this summer and throughout the year. Thanks for listening to this edition of the 4th H podcast.